Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Your host, Paul, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and the brand new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, now available on Audible. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to today's program. Our guest today has done some work for Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal. Yep, that's right. Logan Paul. And many others. He is Weston Zimmerman. What's up, man? Hey, it's good to be here. It's my first time at this uh, Law Entrepreneur Academy event, so this is awesome. What do you think? It's great. Actually, I, I am enjoying the crowd. Like a lot of a lot of the events I've go, have gone to are more like in the aquascape or hardscaping specific arena. Okay. So this is kind of my first one in the, more the lawn. But uh, no, it's it's been great. I've been enjoying meeting people and it's been some great talks up on the stage as well. When'd you get into the industry? Oh, as a kid. Okay. You know. Um, I had an uncle that did a landscape business. I dabbled. I helped him build a couple ponds uh, when I was before I was even a teenager. Wow! And uh, there's a uh, two brothers that owned a company in our local area that did a landscape company. And when I was 16, I asked them uh, if I could get a job because I always loved to do the property maintenance around our home. We had a 15-acre property, so oh, that was kind of wow. my job. What you know? state was that in? Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we started there. I kind of worked just as a uh, laborer on okay. that and worked my way up to, I was the first service technician taking care of ponds and then managing a crew and then marketing director and content creation and operations and all that. So, What year did you start getting into media, content, things like Probably that? Probably 2014. Okay. Yep. Documenting your work, things yep. like that. Yep. And how did you see that influence business by getting your work out there on on uh, social media a lot and, but it's not instant you know uh-huh. i mean i guess you could go do google ads and facebook ads and get relatively quick turnaround but the long the i see the i see the thing of content creation is more of a long game strategy you know it's to it it earns credibility for your audience that you're ser- your market that you're serving it's also kind of this thing of like value first help people you know, be transparent, pull back the wraps, let them see how you run, how you operate, what you're thinking, what your thought process is. And it gets to a point where people are calling you up saying, I'm not even calling any competition. I just want you. And wow. that's, that's the, that's the power of putting yourself out there in content online as a business. Yeah. And I think that's how I first came across you. Cause I remember you did work for Shaq yeah. and I was watching, you did a really good video, right? Yeah. It was really well produced. Nice. Are you the right guy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, man, this this looks like something that like a, mo- a movie, you know? What yeah. I mean? Just and I I remember I messaged you. What was your Instagram? Uh, Tassie Landscape. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I was I think I messaged you something like, man, that was really cool or something. And you messaged me back, and I recognize your face here. Um, now, not everyone has the luxury of working for. An right. A-list celebrity like Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal, it might just be you know Rick, but even documenting that with permission and, and having that portfolio online has many benefits. Yeah, yeah. That that those series of videos from Shaquille O'Neal's project, like that, probably doubled our YouTube channel subs. I and mean, we were just small, right? Uh-huh. We I think we were maybe at four or five thousand, and that put us up to almost ten thousand just doing wow. that event. You know? Yeah. And so. you, you you had a lot going on with that video. Like you really were. Uh, 
gathering the content in a really professional way. What, what did you use to capture all that? Um, I had a GH5. Uh, it's a Panasonic DSLR camera. Um, okay. Had a drone, the Mavic Pro, Mavic Pro 2 drone, and GoPros. That's pretty much it. But yeah, I love I love telling stories with film and content creation and uh, doing something in a really artful, cinematic way. You know. Yeah. What would you say to guys? I don't say this to shame anybody or or anything like that. Again, a lot of folks that listen are you know in their 40s, 50s, 60s. They didn't grow up on their smartphones right. like we did, where it's like, I had uh, Jason Creole, he's my buddy down in Alabama, he's like, now, Paul, how, how do I make an Instagram story? You know? Yeah, like, yeah. He wants to know, he's just like, it seems so hard. Like, how, how do you do it? You know? And, yeah. Ah, that was a post. I meant to do a story, you know? <laughs> so there's a lot of guys that are like, you know, social media, I know I should probably do that, but it's, 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 there's a learning curve and things like that. So what would you say to somebody that, to kind of get started to build that foundation? I would just say start. You know, because like, you know, I just got done saying I love to do things in a very professional, artful, cinematic way with the content we create. But it's probably also my worst enemy in a way because, you know, you you overanalyze. Like at the end of the day, people just want to know who you are, what you do and and your personality. And I can point to people that basically have no professional equipment. They just use your phone or whatever. And they're raging in the social media world way more than I ever will or ever was. So it's not about how expensive your equipment is or how technologically good you are with it. It's more about your uh, just take the action, start, and then just be as... uh, be as true to yourself as possible, you know, because people don't want to get to know the fake you. They want to get to know the real you. Right. And there are techniques like if you're, if you mow, for example, and the stripes are looking good, have the sun at your back. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and, and, and little things like that. And then put them on the thing. Like if um, people have Instagram, you at least want to have nine pictures when you start your gallery. Yep. Like if a customer clicks and you only have four pictures. Doesn't look good. It looks, it looks like, yeah. Is this person legitimate? And so, at least start with nine on Instagram. Yep. And uh, it's, it's free to, to have an Instagram account, yeah. to have YouTube. But in the social proof world, people are going to look you up online. That's right. They're going to look, are you legit or are you chucking the truck? Yeah. And the other thing is, to, as far as technical stuff, like, you know, to your point of have the sun at your back, like shooting at the first hour or the last hour of daylight to get beauty shots of your projects or a beautiful yard that you've just done. Golden hour. Like, yeah, the golden hour, man. That's that's as good as it gets. Or even a cloudy day. Like when you're in yeah. really harsh lighting, it might look beautiful to your eye. Like, oh, it's a beautiful bluebird day, but it doesn't do good for pictures as much, right. you know. So, yeah, earlier in the day, later in the day definitely makes for uh, better looking shots. And if you do landscape lighting, you know, right when those lights pop on, that is a gold moment, you know. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Now, how did you get invited to go to Logan Paul's house? Uh, through Gray Westock. Okay. Uh, from Aquascape. Yep. Um, so, I always loved the water features. That was kind of like what I gravitated to in Tusk Landscaping. Yeah. And um, 2017, that was the year we won Artist of the Year. Um, so yeah, that was probably my favorite thing. Thanks. That was probably one of my favorite things we've ever do- that we've ever done there at our work with Tussie was to win that award. But yeah, uh, that was right when Greg was starting his YouTube channel, and uh, somebody did a shout out on Logan's. Uh, he, or Logan said he wanted to do a koi pond in his backyard, so I was like, "Hey, you need to talk to the pond guy." And literally a few months later, Greg was showing up in Logan Paul's backyard with thirty contractors, and I was one of them. And that's where I met Keith Kalfas oh, and cool. Stanley Dirt Monkey. And what yeah. was it like being in that backyard? Because I would watch <laughs> it on YouTube. He'd yeah. show his house all the time. What was like to be there it was, he was there wasn't he yeah he was yeah he, it, well, even his editor from uh, great britain was there um yeah his whole team was there so it was 
it was a, it was a unique. I never had an experience like that before, and I never had one like that since. It was definitely quite the. Yeah, just to see this high profile, just use that. And this was also a few weeks before the whole thing Japan, went down. Yes, yeah, we don't yes. need to get into all yeah, that. Exactly. His, his editor could have probably used a little bit more wisdom. <laughs> yeah. But it was crazy to see that inside peek as to like, this looks crazy and reckless on YouTube. And then I go see it. Oh, it's crazy and reckless in real life. You really? Know? Yeah. But is it like one big TV or, you know, YouTube set or? or, or not really. I mean, their house and backyard was, I mean, it's just, they didn't put a lot of effort into making something look fake or have a certain they just kind of filmed okay. their life you know yeah. but as crazy and reckless it might look on the online content definitely uh, slides I mean shrewd shrewd guys like they're smart guys yeah do you think being a, a YouTubers like that um, you know being kind of rubbing shoulders with them did that kind of up your game to the next level at all or did it open well, your eyes well I would say because maybe on Stan Genetic, Keith, yeah. not just Logan Paul. I, I don't yeah. want to call these guys B-listers, but yeah, yeah Logan's <laughs> got a little bit. More. We'll we're, just say we'll call Del- them A-listers in the green industry. Okay, How's that? There you go. There you go. <laughs> Where's yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. He's over there somewhere talking. But oh. um, yeah, so I was going to say like, no, not really Logan, but like indirectly, yes, because like I spent a bunch of time there with Stanley and Keith and well and Greg kind of he was a big proponent of hey contractors get out in there and start just creating content and so that was um Greg was probably the the biggest one that really pushed me over into like doing it consistently because up until then I had done it kind of randomly like a dozen videos a year but it was in 2018 or 19 that I started doing a weekly video on the Tussie Landscaping YouTube channel fantastic we're going to take a quick uh break here from today's show sponsors and uh, coming up i want to uh, dive a little bit into job costing and running a business and you know on the other side of that lens we got to be profitable out here you don't want to you don't want to look like you got it all together on instagram yeah and you're uh, broke busted and disgusted so (laughs) we'll talk about yeah that's that's uh i said that on a podcast one day and my producer laughed so hard because he was actually on the show with me. And he just laughed. Marty was just like, oh, my gosh, that's so funny. He's like, you should put that on your dating profile. Trademark right? that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, then I go to events like this, and I'm the broke, busted, and disgusted guy. Like, why can't I be like the... The prosperous, you know, yeah. successful, <laughs> broke, and disgusted, you know. Turn so, into a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we have things in the work for that. Because I was like, people are like, hey, can I get a hat? And I was like, why would you wear a hat that said broke, busted, and disgusted? I just want to put it in my office. I was like, all right, I guess we'll make them. But, uh, I, I, you know, I wouldn't wear that in public. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> supply like, and demand. So. Just, put a, just put a knot over <laughs> top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, that's a good idea. <laughs> There you go. All right, we'll be right back, folks. The HardscapeAcademy.com is the place to get the skills and training you and your crew need to excel as a professional hardscaper. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. You'll have access to online video training courses, in-person apprenticeships, comprehensive guides, and customizable business forms. Plus, there are two free courses which cover everything slab. If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, the hardscapeacademy.com is for you, and that link is in today's show notes. You can count on Jobber to keep your business organized. Manage your business and back and forth with customers from one place. 
estimate, quote, schedule, invoice, get paid, no software experience required. Friends, you can save 20% off your first six months at getjobber.com forward slash Paul or click on the link in today's show notes to try out the business management software that I've been using for years, Jobber. Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15 a call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying no to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends, all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. Let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. All righty, guys, we are back with Weston. And uh, not only do you have some success on the social media posting your business, but you've actually learned how to profitably run a business. So share us a little bit what you've learned over the years of how to run a a successful business. Yeah. So I would call it a group effort. Like, so I'm not an owner of Tyson Landscaping. I just work there, but uh, Steve and Matt were very, um, very good at letting, at at knowing when to just put someone in the right seat and just Mm -hmm. back out. And that's, I think that was a big contributor to their success, Tassi landscape and success. Uh And so this whole idea of being profitable or or running a business that's sound and stable from a numbers aspect was a very much a group effort. Like Derek and Dave, the designers and salespeople also took a big interest in that. So how many employees? There's probably right now there's a little over 20, 21, 22, something like that. And on track to, uh, be somewhere between 4.5 and 5 million uh, this year. Fantastic. So, tricky COVID boom, you know, in the last two years, like 70% growth. It's just crazy. Phenomenal. But uh, so what did that teach you about knowing your numbers? And- well, efficiency, I think, is the one, number one place where there's uh, unrealized profit or, okay. or a potential for profit is like, uh, and and that's operationally speaking, right? Yeah. But then from a just numbers aspect, like, I don't know, I don't know about you, but like probably the number one question you hear out there, or at least the one I see out there is on these industry Facebook groups is like, hey, what would you charge for this? What would you price? How would you price that out? What's your price? Do you charge this? Do you charge that? And um, I don't fault them for asking that because if you don't know, you don't know. But the truth is, it's like, it's unique to you and your business. Nobody's nobody's formula, well, the formula is, is global universal but the what's populated in that formula is unique to you and your business and and there are no shortcuts you have to go figure just stop and figure that out for yourself and your business and then there's your answer because if i am 100 miles away doing the exact same service with 10 guys and you're over there doing it with 20 guys and have way more equipment we might be bidding on the exact same job for the exact same outcome but you have a very different overhead structure than i have and so we're not going to have the same price yeah you know it might take us longer because we have less equipment, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah, walk us through. Go get them, Jeff. <laughs> uh, Jeff Joyner just walked by. We're at Launchpreneur Academy, by the way, Yep. which is a fantastic event that Brian Fullerton and Liz, his wife, puts on here. And uh, I'm having an absolute blast, man. Yeah, Networking, same here. Exactly. You know? Just uh, getting to meet so many cool people. Walk us through a job. Maybe not Shaq or Logan Paul. Yeah. But uh, just for Mrs. Smith, right? Sure. She's like, hey, I need this outdoor project. Yep. Walk us through vetting that 
quoting that, figuring out how you're going to be profitable doing this work for her? Well, as far as quoting it, before I start quoting the job, I have to know one really important number, and that is my overhead markup, you know, to recover my markup. So tallying up your costs for Mrs. Smith's job is relatively easy. Most people could do that. But then um, the question is, how much do I need to mark that up to also cover for my indirect expenses? So let's say I'm doing a pond for Mrs. Smith and I have liner and rock and everything. Okay. Um, those are my direct costs. I can go to my vendor, get a price. I know what they are. But then what about my truck and my trailer and my guys and like my light bill, my shop rent and that, you know, all of that stuff that goes into it. Like that's the, that's the one that most people get tripped up on. Like, I don't know how much to mark up to cover those in a, in a, in a manner that is a calculated accurate. It's not just like this magic double your materials type thing that you hear thrown out there sometimes. What are your thoughts on when you hear something like that? It's reckless. I would never, that is terrible advice. I mean, you will, you, you will get to a point where you realize that was a mistake one day if you do that, you know? But, um, so essentially it's finding that and that's what I, it's commonly referred to as building a budget. Mm -hmm. And that's just essentially just like, what's your sales goal? What's your labor going to cost you? Tallying all that up. What's your materials? What, how much are you going to spend on direct cost of goods for your jobs, your materials? How much are you going to spend on overhead expenses with mm -hmm. your property, your shop, your equipment and everything? Um, tallying all that up. And there's free tools out there to do that stuff. Uh, build your budget. And then what that, what you'll learn from that is like, okay, so if I pay my guy $25 an hour, tack on labor burn on top of that. Now I know how much to mark up that cost to also cover my overhead and my trucks and my shop and everything before I add my profit. Now I arrive at my customer facing price. So it's basically just a, a formula of my costs to do the job times my overhead recovery markup rate. Mm -hmm tack on my desired net profit to that, that's the customer's price. And you're marking up when you're coming through your cost. Are all of those going to be marked up as well? For the materials? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I use a system called Moore's, like multiple overhead recovery system. Mm -hmm. So what that stands for is I can allocate where I want to recover my overhead. I could do some on labor, some on materials, some on subcontractors or equipment, whatever. I kind of am a fan of doing the majority of it on labor and maybe a little bit of it on materials, like maybe like an 80-20. Okay. Uh, just because labor is kind of the, it's the most precious resource. It represents a span of time, a year, a season. Um, and it's just uh, the the one thing, like if there's, it's the place where it sets you apart. So if you're really good at your craft or your skill and you have an exceptional ability to produce a beautiful job, that's your labor mm -hmm. that doing that. I mean, you're buying the same material that your competitor would buy as well. So to me, that's where the co the price should lay is over there on the labor side. Absolutely. So you're back in the office, you crunch the numbers, you know your price to knock it out of the park and be profitable. Yep. How do you present that to Mrs. Smith? How do you collect a yep. payment, a deposit, or what's your process over there in Pennsylvania to, to get things rolling? Yeah. So uh, basically it's just like, okay, how long is it going to take me? And I, if I don't know that answer, I'll look at similar jobs to kind of get an idea. Mm -hmm. um, stack up the, my cost of materials to do the job, apply my overhead recovery, my profit, and then I, I uh, put that to, as a proposal to Mrs. Smith. And I'll break it out by work area. Like I, we won't give a line like a totally broken out, okay. you know, proposal. I just feel, I just feel like it's kind of like details kill deals. They don't. They're not going to understand it anyway. Right. What are they buying from you? The end result or the the list, the palette of materials that shows up? Right. You know. 
they're buying the end result. And so that's how I presented on a proposal. Like, so let's say that they ask for kind of a backyard makeover and I'll do a work area of a pond and a work area of the landscaping and an optional work area of lighting upgrades and mm-hmm. uh, maybe a patio beside the pond. And that's how I break out the individual line items on the proposal. And then Mrs. Smith can say like, well, I want the pond and the patio and the landscaping, but I'm going to hold off to do the lighting till next year or whatever. And that's how I, that's how we're having that conversation. Not on like, what's this six, buy a fall 6,000 on this pond? You know, that's, that's my expertise. That's, that's me doing the job. Yeah, that's not, it's not a negotiation or discussion point that, you know, we're talking about, um, the, the result, the pond itself. So, so you have work area one, five grand work area two, yep. five grand work area three, five grand, the lighting five grand. She's yep. like, I'll take uh, one, two and three. Let's, let's wait on four. Yep. It's 15 grand. How do you collect that? Do you, do you get it in increments? What, what uh, so size increments? What, what do you do to, to get her on your schedule and to get some money in your pocket? So at Tassie, we have a policy of 30% down to get, get on the schedule. Okay. So that, that we have to have that cash in hand before we'll get you on the schedule. Once we, once we have that cash in hand, uh, we'll put you on the schedule. Uh, we'll kind of let you know of a, we don't tell you an exact date. We'll tell you it's like in this range uh, and it can change, especially in this time when we're booking out for multiple months or some even into 2022 at this point. Um, but then what will happen then is about a week before we actually kick the job off, we'll communicate with them like, hey, we're going to be there Tuesday morning or Got whatever. It. And um, that way we don't have to be communicating two months out ahead like, hey, we moved your job three days. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yep. it just simplified things. Yes. Uh, but yeah, then we'll show up. And if, it, if it's a large project, we'll do progress payments. I would say if it's a project less than... 40 grand, we'll just wrap it up with a final payment when it's done. The 70% will be due yeah. at, at completion? Yeah. What do you do to get that? Do you, do you get a card uh, check? Do you make sure they're there to walk the property with you? What, what's that kind of closure? So, we like at Tassa, we have a lot of really experienced foremen, people that have been there for 10 plus 15 years, you know. Um, and so, most of the time, for the, for the smaller jobs, and when I say smaller, I mean like 40, 50 grand and less, uh, the formal will kind of do that final walkthrough, make sure they're comfortable with everything, have all their questions answered. They'll, you know, if they're ready to pay, they'll even take that final check back to the office with them that, that, that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if, in the larger projects, you know, the six-figure stuff, where the designer's more, it's, it's a longer-term project. There's multiple visits. Uh, the, the designer or the salesperson will kind of handle that, you know, that final, like, handshake, hey, things are good, let's go, you know. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, Weston, I really appreciate you uh, sharing some of your um, insights with us. How can people connect with you on YouTube, Instagram? Yeah. And, uh, so with, um, with the company that I worked there for 15 years at Tussie Landscaping, it's Tussie.Landscaping on Instagram and just Tussie Landscaping on YouTube. Um, we do a lot of water features. We just kind of show you how we do our projects. Um, and you'll see, kind of get to know the Tussie team, the Tussie family. Cool. Well, I appreciate it, Weston. And it uh, looks like we're about to have our keynote here. So okay. Jeff's cool. about to bring it to the house. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's nice they, seeing you. Yes, yeah, not every day I get to interview someone that's worked <laughs> for Shaq and Logan Paul, man. Yeah. Do you have anybody else, uh, B-listers that you worked for? <laughs> um, well, I, so we, the one time uh, we went down to, I went down to Columbia with Greg. Oh, wow. At, I don't know if you ever heard of that project, that big project they did yeah. at the shopping mall. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, was, I was down there that one. I wasn't actually helping build it, but we went down there to visit it and swim wow. in it. With, we were swimming it with like a seven foot hour pima fish in there. It's pretty awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> so those are, those are some really cool, the family that owns that were really, really cool people. Cool. Uh, we got to, yeah, hang out at their house. And so they were, in my mind, they were kind of up there at that level, you know. Yeah. 
Cool. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the stories. Okay, you bet. Nice talking to you. You too. I'll see you. Good to meet Weston in a person. I had seen him on social media when he was at Shaquille O'Neal's house putting in the pond there with a whole bunch of folks that were collaborating. And I followed uh, the Tussie landscaping on Instagram and was DMing back and forth with those guys. And uh, then when I recognized Weston in person, I was like, man, that looks like that guy I DM on Instagram. And a lot of the time when you go to these trade shows, events and things of that nature, you're like, people are kind of looking at you. You're kind of looking at people. And it's like, I think I've seen you before on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or podcast thumbnail or whatever. And so kind of have one of those moments and um, really thankful for Weston. All fair. We got to chat a little bit and he's a very intelligent fella, uh, really smart uh, when it comes to business, knowing your numbers, things of that nature. Well, friends, if you want to crush it coming up here in real time, we got 2022 right around the corner. I've created a 90 day guided goal tracker and journal to help you crush your goals. Each day is going to walk you through writing down what you're thankful for, your goals for the day, and also a space to journal. And if you have a vision, you have faith, and you write down day in and day out measurable specific goals, you will get traction in your life. And so I know for me personally, I've been working out. I got on my vision board, Miles Garrett, and Jeremiah Jennings was joking with me one day. We were Zooming, and he saw my vision board. He's like, is that Miles Garrett with his shirt off on your vision board? <laughs> well, what's going on? And I was like, well, I'm trying to get ripped and shredded like Miles Garrett. So I, I use that as motivation. And uh, in addition to that, I write down each day, I literally write down what my goals are for my workout and what exercises I want to do. Today's legs day. It's like leg curls, leg extension, uh, leg press, and, and, you know, a plank afterwards. And I, I write it down. And then guess what happens? I go to the gym and I execute the plan. And so a little bit of ways before I'm at <laughs> Miles Garrett's status, but uh, I'm, I'm getting there and it's a progress. And honestly, um, this goal tracker has helped me personally. And so I'm very proud of the uh, material and the quality. It was really exciting when Amazon a while back uh, gave me the opportunity to, to work with them and to have hardcover, you know, uh, product on their website. And I I immediately thought, I know exactly what I want to do. I want to create a guided goal tracker and journal to help you guys crush your goals. And um, it's a reality. It's here. You can pick up a copy or two or three or four and um, give them out as gifts and uh, give them out to your team. I know Jay Jacobs bought 20 and uh, is going to give them out to his team uh, as a Christmas gift. And so it's a really thoughtful gift. And, um, you know, it's under 25 bucks. And uh, there you go. That'll be a good holiday gift. And and personally, you know, make sure you get one and try it. If you actually do it for 90 days, you will see a difference in your life. That is for sure. Writing down measurable specific goals um, has really helped to transform my life. And we're just getting started. So I'm I'm looking forward to uh, the next 90 days and and really uh, getting some big time breakthroughs. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to today's show. If you want to get the goal tracker and journal, course that's available with many other things over there at the green industry podcast.com this has been a jameson media and mr producer production america we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights life liberty and the pursuit of happiness Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. 
Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.